Hey everyone, this week Michelle is on vacation, so we're doing something a little bit different. We're republishing an episode of the Hammerstone.dev podcast, which is the podcast about the business Hammerstone that I talk about quite a lot on this podcast. It's a podcast with me and my co-founder, Erin. It's a little more casual. We're usually just um, hanging out and chatting. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, Colleen. Hello, Erin. We have very much to discuss because I think it's been like three weeks. Oh, yeah, I think so. Because you were on vacation for a week, then I was on vacation the very next week. So maybe, I think it has been three weeks total. Yeah, quite a while. So a lot has happened. Uh, We've got a whole list here. At the top, I want to start with some tuple stuff. Um, I know that you were on vacation, but we launched our first big marketing experiment that I was kind of in charge of, which was the open source, uh, send an open source developer on vacation. I saw um, that. Yeah, it went great. Oh, that's it awesome. was amazing. Yeah, I was so I was so just relieved that it went so well. Um, because I spent a ton of time working on like the social share images, so okay. that on Twitter everyone would get their own card based on who they voted for. Can you explain that to me? Because I was on vacation and I didn't really follow all of that. What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The the whole the whole deal is like you come to our site and you either nominate or vote for an open source developer to go on vacation, right? So you'd come to the site and say like I'm gonna vote for uh, Taylor Otwell, Adam Wathen, and somebody else. And then when you click like tweet, so then you know we do this confirmation that says great, your votes have been counted. Do you want to share it? Click this button to tweet it. When you click that button, the social share image on Twitter includes the people that you voted for. Uh, yeah. So like on the card itself, it'll say, I just voted for Taylor and Adam to go on vacation. Like you should go vote for somebody. And so if you scroll through, like if you open Twitter and search tuple.app and then just go to the live tab so you see them all and you just scroll through, you'll see just hundreds and hundreds of tweets with Every card is like uh, distinct based on who they voted for. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. Pretty, pretty cool. How'd you do that? So it's like a, it's like a native Twitter campaign almost. Right. Um, Yeah. I did it with Netlify actually. So the images are generated on a Netlify like serverless function. Mm -hmm. And then through some magic like edge functions, we inject a little bit of code into the html um that changes the og image based on like a like a unique identifier so very cool all the links yeah all the links point to the same page um but every image is is different based on who you voted so pretty great i was pretty thrilled i was pretty thrilled with how it went it kind of took over twitter for like two or three days and yeah it was great ben was thrilled everyone on the team was thrilled we still have a lot of Still have a lot of like work to do there because we still have to, you know, actually send the people on vacation, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be a lot of logistics work. But the the super fun part went really well, so I'm pumped about that. Nicely done, very yeah. Cool. Thanks. Feels good. Feels good to have my first like big public thing go really well. Yeah. Um, especially after like I don't know um, two months of like working behind the scenes on stuff and to finally be like, no, 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 really, <laughs> look, this works. Um, that felt really good. So 
That was great. Uh, in other tuple news, this is also good news. It's going to sound like it's not, but it's also very good news. I'm now half time at tuple. Yay! So, yeah. So, um, I've been feeling for a while, like, you know, work working at tuple, um, I was responsible for like all of the marketing and, you know, the original job application or job posting was like, come do like developery stuff that also happens to be marketing. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And then it kind of just like happened that everything marketing related got shifted over to me. And so I was doing all of this like standard marketing work that I'm just not that good at. Um, and I like, more importantly, I don't want to take my career towards standard marketing. And there, there are people who are really, really good at that stuff. Um, and so I, I, you know, I've been talking to Ben all along and he's just incredibly like, um, gracious and helpful in this whole process. He was always asking like, how are you feeling? Like, what are you working on? Do you enjoy it? And it finally got to the point where it's like, you know, I'm doing a ton of pure marketing work that I don't feel like I'm that good at and I don't want to spend my career doing. And I think Tuple would be better served if you had like a pure marketer, like a head of marketing that was doing all of this stuff. Um, and so we, you know, we talked about it over the course of many weeks and decided like, yeah, I think I, I think I, Aaron, should be doing more of the develop, the pure developer stuff and someone else should be doing the pure marketing stuff. And so we decided great. Let's like, let's keep the band together, but I don't think that's a full-time job. And so I'm going to just like, just do the developer marketing stuff for them and just like half time. So kind of worked out great for everybody. Cause I think Tuple really does need um, somebody that's more marketing than I am. Um, but I really like working with them and I love this kind of stuff that I'm doing. So I think it's going to work out great. Aaron. This is the dream, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Job. Yeah, it really is. I mean, this is yeah, perfect. It is perfect. And, you know, Ben and I talked about Hammerstone and I, I've told him from the very beginning, it's, you know, at some point I would like to be on my own. And so he's known that all along. And like, I just think there's a really great opportunity here for me to do a bunch of stuff publicly um, and build cool stuff for Tuple and then in the other half of that time, build cool stuff for Hammerstone. And like, yeah. it's not, you know, in a weird way, if I, I want to talk about Laracon after, but like, if I speak at Laracon, that's like good for Tuple too. You know, if I, you know, I'm going to this conference in Amsterdam for a PHP thing. And if I go there and speak about PHP, like that's good for Tuple too. And so I feel like this is the best of, best of both both worlds things so i'm i'm super pumped yeah this seems like the perfect setup totally agree best of both worlds you have a part-time job to provide you a stable income mm -hmm. and then you have the rest of your time to really dive in and do a lot of the hammerstone stuff you've been wanting to do totally and i think one of the things that i've like as i was doing a lot of this tuple work and like talking through everything along the way with ben um one of the things that I realized was like, I want to be doing more of the, like the hardcore technical stuff. Um, and that's, that's like one of the things that I found interesting was, you know, Ben was offering me the ability to grow into the head of marketing. Like he was like, you can do this. And if, if you want 
if you want to do it, I will help you get there. And you will end up with a team of marketers underneath you and you will be the boss, which like incredibly flattering, um, very kind. But I realized that's not like, that's not where I want to end up. Like, I don't want to end up as the head of marketing. I want to get more and more. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's been a good realization for me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the big breaking news. Oh, that's amazing news. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, that's, thanks. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think so. So um, I guess this is the big announcement. I mean, I haven't said anything on Twitter. Um, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think, you know, obviously um, I'll need to make up the money, for, you know, because now I'm half time at Tuple. Um, right. Hopefully that will all come from Hammerstone eventually. But in the meantime, I'm also taking on a few like, I really want to focus on Laravel performance, um, mm -hmm. including database and application side both. And so I'm taking on a few Laravel performance consulting engagements. So awesome. if anybody out there needs help with their performance in their Laravel app, let me. Nice. So enough about me. What's going on over there? How was your vacation? Oh, it was so good. So I'm a lifelong East Coaster, so I have never been to Lake Tahoe. But if you live in California, like everyone out here has been there before, it is stunning. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was amazing. It's like a lake, perfectly clear, like 50 feet down with like snow-capped mountains in the background. It was really nice. We had Sounds a great time. pretty great. Good. Yeah. Now I know why people like go to the mountains to like feel creative. Right? Like you just get out yeah. of your environment and you're like, I really wanted to work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm feeling so inspired and creative out here in the mountains. Yeah. So did you come back full of ideas? I did come back full of ideas. So it was great. It was it was really relaxing. I'm glad we did it. Um, we had a wonderful time. Oh, I have a story. Tell me. So we are in an Airbnb. And we, we went with some of our friends. So there was actually... Um, two other families that we met up there. So they, four, eight, 11 kids total. <laughs> yeah. We did not all stay together, which I think is the key to vacationing with friends is um, stay in your own house. But we're in this suburban neighborhood. We have an Airbnb. And in your like check-in documents, there's a whole page about bears. But you're like, oh, no. meh. I gotta really have to worry about bears. It's not gonna happen right? to me. Yeah. It's not gonna happen to me. I am not kidding. We come home from the grocery store. We're in a neighborhood. It is the middle of the day. Pull into the driveway. And my friend's car, which is parked right next to us in the driveway, look over, and there is a bear that has broken the window of their truck <gasps> in their car. What? I know. It broke the window? Oh, jeez. It was crazy. That's aggressive. <laughs> it was. Yeah. And then we're in the car and it's like the bear's right there. And the first thought is like, if the bear can break that window, the bear could probably mm -hmm. break this window. Anyway, it was a lot of excitement. Jeez, that's terrifying. I've never heard a story of a bear breaking into a car. I got to send you a picture. Like it it was yeah, please wild. Do. And they claim so that the the people who are the friends that own the car, they have like little kids. So they didn't leave any food in the car, but you know, you got like pretzels and goldfish in the car sure. seat and all that stuff. So we assume that bear smelled that stuff, but broke the window, butt hanging out of the car. It was, Yikes. it was wild. Terrifying. It was wild. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I had the baby, not the babies, but I had 
like the little kids with me, three little kids, like five and under. And we were going to go for a walk with popsicles. And I was like, mm, I don't Mm-mm. know if I can protect three kids from a bear at once. Nope. Like, maybe we should. I don't know if you can protect one kid from a bear, <laughs> Colleen. <laughs> so that was bears, wild. Bears are pretty strong. <laughs> That's pretty wild. I I don't know that I've ever been that close to a bear in my life. Yeah, so. definitely not. A lot. That was that was a that was a crazy day. How was the beach? What beach did you go to? Like beach was great. We went to some beach in Florida. Um, oh, you with my you wife's flew. family. We flew oh, with the twins with the babies. Yeah, with the babies. Um, it is hard work vacationing oh, yeah. with kids. Oh yeah, it is. It's hard, man. We had a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've done this trip before with no kids, and boy, howdy, it is a lot, lot harder with kids. Yeah. I mean, the naps, the eating all the time, kids just eat like six times a day. And then the sunscreen and the, the sand and the sun on a baby. Yeah. Like, what? Is this worth it? Um. So it was fun, but yeah, it was... Uh, it's hard work. Yeah, I remember those days, especially when they're little. Like, oh, it's a lot yeah. of hustle. It's a lot of hustle. We we like to distinguish between vacations and family trips. Yes, this was a family trip, right? For sure, family trip. So while I was there, um, this is quick. While I was there, I launched version one of Single Store for Laravel. Ooh, congratulations! Um, thank you. So I I tagged it. I mean, I had launched, we'd released it a while back, but I finally tagged version one. So that went super well. Um, So I'm thrilled with that. Wrote a quick start blog post for them, put it on their site. Um, So that's one of the long running things I've been working on. And 1.0 is out the door. Congrats. Yeah, thanks. Feeling feeling good about that. And then... um, one other thing I want to talk about is my new YouTube studio. Oh, yes. Tell me. Tell me about so, this. So I think we had talked about maybe last time making more videos, um, like live streaming and making videos for Refine and basically just being more public. And now, now that I have the time, I've set up like a full-on YouTube studio in here. And so the plan is... I'm going to like start doing live streaming stuff that I already needed to do, like building the demo site for Hammerstone, that kind of stuff. Um, but just do it live. And then I will also do, I will also start doing some Laravel YouTube videos. Um, because I think there's just, there's just a lot of opportunity there. I mean, it, I, I watched a whole bunch of videos on Laravel on YouTube and there are some like there are some really good ones, but I I just think there's so many topics that aren't covered um, and aren't covered well that it would be something that I could I could tackle. So got a couple of like soft boxes. I got a real DSLR camera. Um, yeah, I'm all set up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start recording. Wait, I want to hear more about your setup. So is this a new camera? This is a new camera. So this is a Canon M50 camera. Okay. Um, so it's a DSLR that's hooked into um, the Elgato 4K cam link. So it's like HDMI straight out of the camera into the computer. Then on either side, I've got these big light boxes. Um, and ah. then in front of me, I have a ring light. So if I turn off if I turn off these light boxes, you can see it gets a lot 
Oh, wow. Like, the difference kind of, is quite yeah, extreme. Yeah. That's kind of what you would expect on a on a call. And then if I turn them back on, it looks like I'm a YouTuber. It does. Um, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's super weird. And then I have a light behind me um, okay. pointed down at my head that kind of fills like fills the background a little bit. And then a ring light right in front of me that like wow. fills me so you have four a little lights. more. Yeah. Where do you put the ring light on top of your monitor? Um, it's hooked. It's mounted on the desk, and it has a pole that stands up, and it's behind the monitor. So you really put some effort into this. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I really did. I thought this is something. I mean, one, it's fun, but two, like, I feel like how do I say this nicely? I feel like a lot of the videos on YouTube, developer videos, are just kind of thrown together. Right. And if you go watch, like, I don't know, personal finance or, you know, marketing videos or any of these other niches on YouTube, um, they're, like, really well done so and better. really sharp. And I thought, what? I could do some of that. Like, I'm not going to become a expert video maker, but I could step it up a little bit. I like it. So does the new camera do the blurred background? Yeah. So the new camera, um, I have a... A, I got a new lens for it um, okay. that makes the background blurry. So it's a really low f-stop, I think is how you say it. And so it's focused, like whatever it focuses on, Woo! E- everything else is <laughs> just super out of focus. Hand. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. So it's like, um, this is all straight out of the camera. So there's no like AI processing or whatever. So it doesn't ever get wonky or anything. How much did How much did the whole setup cost? Ish. A lot of money, a Colleen. Lot of money. It, it costs it costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I think the camera was like five or six hundred dollars. Wow. Oh yeah, it's a. Oh, it's I a had Canon no idea. Cam- it's like a, it's a Canon camera. I mean, it's a DSLR wow. camera. Wow. Um, and the lens was a couple hundred as well, and then all the lights and everything. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. No, you look very crisp. Like, Thanks. <laughs> it's, it's it's good. I feel very crisp. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Wow, that's exciting. Oh, man. Yeah. That'll be fun. So look forward to many, many YouTube videos, um, hopefully, as I as I uh, recoup that cost over, <laughs> <laughs> over the tens of cents I will make off of YouTube. All right. Let's talk. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Rails? You want to talk about your call that you had? Well, let's talk about the Laravel sale first, because that also happened while I was on vacation. That happened while I was on vacation, too. Oh, fun. Um yeah, so there's a guy in Laravel that I'm friends with, Bossman Chris, and he's been waiting for React to be ready. And, you know, it's all open source, and so he's, I guess, been watching it or heard heard us talk about it on the podcast or something and was like, hey, what if I just buy it? And he bought it. He just he just bought the back end because he heard React was ready and then sent me an email and was like, hey, I can't figure out how to get it set up. And I was like, wait, did you already buy it? <laughs> um and he had. And so I sent him an email back that was like, here's, usually I would try to get on a call with you to help you with this. But since you already bought it, which is amazing, thank you. Um, here's, you know, how I would do it. And then I said, let's get on a call and I can walk you through even more of it. Um, and I haven't heard back from him yet. So either he got it set up and is thrilled or he's moved on to something else. So I'll reach out to him again. But yeah, he just like heard the React one was ready and bought the php one and did it all himself which is pretty great that's amazing love it yeah i know so made another sale which is good um 
and I need to I need to finish I need to polish up some of the React stuff. Dave has gotten some more stuff done there, including browser tests, which is going to be really nice. Um, so yeah, React is ready. It's all it's all ready. We made a sale. Yay! That's wonderful news. So I had a call yesterday with um, an analytics company that is very interested. Mm-hmm. Analytics companies are tough because. They have such complicated requirements when they look at segmenting their user base. Right. And it was in Dutch, by the way. Did I share that part? <laughs> so You did not. <laughs> I mean, they spoke English perfectly, but like... Okay, good. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. No, no. The we, interface was all We were Dutch. able to communicate, no problem. But um, it was kind of funny because they were trying to show me what they had. Not in English. So yeah. that, was, that was an added fun layer. And so I think it went really well. They um they seemed really excited about it, something they're very interested in. They uh their CTO wanted to kind of put together a, a few more specific questions about mm-hmm. the tech because what they're doing now is they're doing the same thing our client is doing where they're pulling a list of IDs from one query and putting right. it into another query. So we do that for our client because it's actually two different databases. Mm-hmm. But they do that because they said it's faster. Quizzical look on my face. Right. <laughs> so that was an interesting, uh, I thought that was an interesting assertion. But I think he has, mm-hmm. my understanding from our call was he has like a database person. So the next step with them is they're going to send me some questions and um, maybe sit down. Maybe we'll sit down with their database person to kind of more fully understand their needs. They're very interested in this concept of the nested inline filters, which is something we Mm -hmm. have talked about for a while, uh, but is a big lift for us. So they're very interested in that. They think that would be great. I mean, you know, I think it's important to remember. So this nested inline filter concept is this concept of you're on the contacts page and you want all contacts who have purchased products that meet a specific product filter. Mm-hmm. And you want to build that out all on the same page. But I think in many of our use cases, like I can make custom conditions or they can mm-hmm. make custom conditions that meet a lot of their needs. I think so. Like I don't I think that's true. And I think that's easier for them and easier for the end user. Yeah. Cause the UI for this is going to be tricky. Like I was talking about it with yep. our contractor and I I think the more we think about it, because I already made our current client, so they have the event table that links all the IDs. So you come in, you view a product, like you get all those IDs on your event table. And I was able to build them a custom condition, which is all users that have viewed product with name, whatever, with whatever. But I think when they first thought of that, because you have that those two IDs like in the same clause, if you will, you think of it as a nested filter. Right. But it's really a custom condition. So so that's kind of what I'm thinking is like there are a lot of use cases. People are like, oh, nested filters. I'm like, I don't know that you really need that, that that's as high priority as you think it is. So it's yeah. still something I want to do, but I don't think it's going to be a deal breaker. Yeah, no, I think. And you told them, great, we'll have that by, by right now, right? Perfect. Yeah, that, I think that's the move. Because, I mean, if they need it or not is an open question. Could they get started without it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Here, so. I mean, my take on all of this, Aaron, and this is what I told these guys, and um, we are small and scrappy, and this is for both of us, our number one priority. So we are yep. going to do everything we can to make this work for you. And if it doesn't, we'll sort it out. 
Like we aren't going to yeah. sell you something you don't need, but we, I mean, we want every single customer to be incredibly happy. Yes. So we're all in Good. to make sure that happens. And if for any reason you aren't like, we'll, we'll sort it out. But I really think that the huge benefit to working with us is we are super committed. It's not a huge company, right? We we are right. You and I are two people who are super committed to making this work. So it's gonna work. Did you learn that from your sales YouTube videos? That was compelling. <laughs> no, I didn't. That was. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm re- I'm ready to buy. I think that was great. But it's also true, right? Like I mean, of course, yeah. That's the best part. <laughs> no, I didn't. The sales YouTube videos were a little little slimier than that. Yeah. Well, that was good. I, I applaud you. I like that line. So um, I hope to hear back from them. I'll reach out with them. I mean, the last episode we did, what did you say? You said... Follow up or die. Follow up or die. So yeah. I'll definitely add them to our list and, you know, follow up with them and see if, if it's a good fit. But yeah, I'm excited. So I scheduled, um, I, I scheduled an onboarding date with Ben. So that's like next week. Yay! Whoa. I know. You told me to. So I did. Teammate. <laughs> that's great i love that i love having power like that that's great that's so soon i know it's maybe the week after next but it's like the next week or two um i think the only thing we have to have before we put it on anyone's side is client side validations like we just we've got to have it that is for me uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to um pick like one thing a week because what always happens to me is I mm. think I can do all of these things and software always takes longer than you think it's going to take. Like yeah. This is just life. We all know this is true and we all continue to lie to ourselves about how long it's going to take. And yep. so this week, like validations are my number one priority. Got to get that solved. Um, I was telling you before we, before we recorded that our contractor has done some great refactoring to use form objects. So hopefully that'll make this whole situation a little easier. The real struggle we're having with these client side validations is if we could just put the errors on the blueprint, it would like not be a problem. But I know. we're trying really hard not to do that because you really sold me with your, the blueprint is the user's intent. So that's like the big push for me this week is we got to get these validations because I'm onboarding Ben in like a week or two. And, um, and that's really exciting. And yeah, so, so for on the rails side, I think a lot of the work right now, obviously validations, and I have a list of like other tasks, but the, a lot of it is going to be this implementation. And I think like, as we've talked about, like, as we start implementing it, what are the sticky points? Should we provide more wrappers around it? I think we're, I think we're going to end up providing an optional wrapper with an apply discard button, which is totally fine. I think that's great. And one more thing we need, what we real another thing we really need is we need what they have requested, which I think is a great idea, is like pills that essentially show you what filter you currently have applied. So we need you and I need to think about how we want to do that. Because for example, when I demo this, I dump the SQL so people can re- mm-hmm. can know what we're looking at. So what's happening with our client engineers and our client is big. They have 50 engineers. I think we've mentioned that is they'll apply a filter. The user will come in and apply a filter or someone will be testing and they'll apply a filter and then they won't remember. They won't like know what they're looking at. We need to give them something. And and I almost think it's like, I don't know. We need to think about it. Um, They want something. Why, why do, I don't understand. Why can they not see the filter? That they've applied because it's hidden in the popover. Right. Because you click filter, you say contacts name Colleen, apply. 
that window closes and then mm-hmm. all you see are contacts filtered by name equals Colleen, but you don't know that. Yeah, okay. Like what that they want sense. is they want pills that would say name equals Colleen, and then you could X one out, and then it would clear. So interesting. We can talk about that offline, but um, yeah. that's a big that's a big thing they've been requesting, and I think it's a great idea. I don't know that it's something like we'd provide the UI for that. I feel like right. I I, I feel like. We would just provide, we just need to provide some kind of data structure to let, I don't know. We'll think about it. We need to think of, talk about that. I online. mean, that's the blueprint. You're, you're basically rendering the blueprint again. Right. In a different in format. In a different form. Which, I mean, I know that they're using Hotwire, but in our React and or View versions, you could do that. You could have the same blueprint in two different places rendered completely differently. One super inline and one with more chrome around it um so i mean that's doable i just don't know how you would do it on in hotwire yeah we'll talk about it i'm i'm sure we can sort it out i mean that's so that's kind of like a net the next thing that's right though we can just we'll sort that out yeah um so let's see so validations this week really want to get that cleaned up and then we have a couple little things um, I've started thinking about how we want to do like a demo site. You had mentioned, are you going to live stream a demo site for the Laravel I think so, stuff? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'll be honest. That makes me, that makes me nervous. Like just, just the concept of live streaming stuff makes me nervous, but I think it's good. I think it'll oh, be, it'll be good. I think it'll be good. And I think it'll be, uh, it's kind of like a forcing function too. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dork around if I'm live streaming. I got to get like, I got to right. get the stuff done. Right. So I think it'll be, are you going to like, is that YouTube or Twitch or both? I'm going to start on YouTube. I feel like Twitch is its own subculture that I don't really have time to learn right now. Um, okay. So I'm just going to start on YouTube. All right. So you have also on this list Laracon Summer. What does that mean? Yeah, Laracon Online is coming back again. Yay! Um, yeah, so they're doing Summer Edition, and I want to... I want to submit a talk and I don't know what to submit. So what should I do? I want to do something like database slash performance related. Um, But what should I do? I don't know. Can you take something from, I mean, do you want to do something like, can you take something from one of your consulting engagements? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I really like the, the talks where it's like solving this problem where the database is locking up, walking Mm -hmm. through the queries or walking through the, the app to figure out like, in Rails, we have a lot of things that, mm. like, I guess I don't obviously know that much about Laravel, but in Lar- in Rails, we have a lot of, like, common mistakes people make mm-hmm. when, because we don't think about performance until we have to. So designing that's for performance, that's what it should be. Design for performance up that, front. That is a pretty good title. I like that. I think that'd okay. be Okay, cool. well, that was easy. That was easy. <laughs> I just got to build a whole talk around it, but I think I can do that. I think you can do that. Totally do. Um, well, that's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, uh, might as well submit something. We'll see if uh, it gets chosen. Yeah. And your talk in where? Europe somewhere this fall? Uh, Yeah. Bel- Antwerp. Okay. What's that one on? That's on Sidecar. Okay, cool. Very nice. Yeah. I need to, I need to prepare. I need to update that but it's not you know i'm not creating it from scratch so that'll be okay so when are we ready to like really start pushing on some of this laravel marketing like we have a whole list of things what does that mean that means 
Hold on, I got a list. Emailing the Laracon list, um, reaching out to the Laravel news people, doing a product hunt launch. I think we should do all these things. I don't know that we need to do them right now, but where is your comfort level with supporting like a big push for the Laravel product? Um, pretty high. Okay. Um, let me think. So big push. What do we need? So I think it may be useful to divide that between what do we need on the marketing side and what do we need on the technical? Um, <clears throat> I think on the technical side, we don't need anything. Okay. Like on the technical side, we're, we're totally ready. Save for front end documentation, which spans both technical and okay. we do need some front end documentation, like how to use view and how to use react. Um, so in that regard, I feel great. Totally ready. I think on the marketing side, we do need the demo site. I was just um, thinking that. Yep. Because I, I, and maybe this is like me being afraid or something, but I really don't want to push super hard before we have the demo site there. Cause I feel like that's been a pretty common refrain from people that we've tried to pitch it to is like, can I play with it? It's like, no, we can get on a call and I can show you. And like, I just want to see the thing. Um, so would we need anything else beyond that? I don't, I, I don't think so. What do you think? Am I missing something? I think the demo site's really important. And can I have a quick segue here? Okay. Please. So this is a little embarrassing, but I think I told you I've started following Gary V on the internet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And I know yeah, it's I'm a lot. I'm excited. I have no idea where this is going, <laughs> but I know it's going to be great. So please continue. So, so he had this post the other day and it was this concept of time. And his argument was as humans, our number one failing is we don't properly think of time. Like we don't think of time in the proper context. And okay. his point was he's 45, I think. So older than both of us, obviously. Um, obviously. <laughs> uh, but his point was, so people in their 20s or people who are trying to do something, like they just kill themselves and they think they have no time to do something. Okay. When really you could start a second career at 45 and have 20 years in that career. And so I feel like, so basically like the post, the concept was like, you have more time than you think you do. So okay. use it wisely, use it intelligently, still push as appropriate, but be smart about it. So that made me think of us because okay. we are in a sprint, right? And I am happy to be in this sprint. That is yep. where I want to be. But I feel like we are on the cusp of like something great and everyone keeps telling us to move faster. They do. <laughs> so everyone keeps telling us to move faster, but I think if we're not careful, we could bungle it. Okay. Tell me more. So for example, this is a perfect example. Like we could launch on product hunt Friday, right? Like, or whatever we could go really, really hard right now. But like, I think these little things like, yes, it's worth to wait two weeks to have a demo site. Same thing with rails. Like, yes, it's worth to wait a month to have, like, we've come so far and the product is so good. We got to nail the landing. Like, we don't want to bungle it now by pushing something out or doing a huge marketing push when we're like 98% done. That's what I mean. I fully agree with that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think there's a balance, of course, to be struck between waiting forever and right. launching soon. But 
I do think um I do think the the point that we're aiming for is not uh asymptotic. <laughs> like it's not forever moving away from us. They're like demo site. We just need to have thing. the demo site. Right. And then we can we can start expending some of this marketing um energy. Um yeah, that's really interesting. I it's funny you say that because I do feel like everyone's always saying like go faster, just do it, like, just release it right now. What's the worst that could happen? It's like, I mean, probably nothing bad, but it would be better, and I would feel better about it if we were, like, ready to launch when it was time to launch. Yeah, and I think absolutely there's a balance, and, of course, that is excellent advice because we do need to launch something. I mean, we have. It's launched. Like, you can buy it now. Yeah, but I, I, I do think it's worth it. Like, here we are so close to being ready to do all these things. If it takes a couple more weeks to have a demo site, like, I think that kind of stuff is worth it because, yeah, like I said, you don't want to botch the landing. You've come this far. I, right. I, and I really feel like Hammerstone is just such a different product because it's so good. And I can say that because I have another product <laughs> <laughs> that I launched yeah, early. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I think um, I I agree with that. And I think if there's any criticism, it's that the product is too good and the marketing is too anemic. Yeah. So I think that and and that's what we're trying to, you know, correct right now. It's like, let's let's get the marketing assets ready because you'll as you heard, I don't think there's anything technical that needs to be done. Like on my side, I, I don't think any of the product needs to be touched and it. You know, frankly, it hasn't been touched in a month or two because I don't think there's anything there. Um, and so now it's like the thing that needs to be done is just these very basic marketing things. And then we can push for real, which is not to say that we haven't been, you know, trying to do the one on one sales stuff. I think that's already. been going pretty well, by the way. Like, I, think I so. feel I have. So with the Rails founding customers, two, three, um, and I feel like that's been going pretty well, and I'm pretty happy with that because I still feel like, like I've said, we have some iterations with this stimulus, like how much we want to ship, what kind of wrappers we want to ship with it. Um, So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I agree. So I think we're in a good spot. I'm glad you don't feel the need to get it out today. Um, I think we both both have a sense of, I think we both – have the sense of urgency and so we don't need to be pushing towards urgency because that's where we are yeah already agree so demo site what's your what's your timeline on that um i don't know i mean i think i could probably get that done and i need to find a source for data like i need to find a compelling source for data i could use like the mysql sample database um i could probably grab like a i think there's some open data sets for like like movies books authors that sort of stuff um so i need to find data i need to make a new laravel app pull refine in i I really don't think it'll take that long okay um and i guess we could host it on vapor which is laravel's thing because the main site is already hosted on vapor um that may be that may be my like my thing for next week okay um because there's a little bit of like bonus work around it in that I'm going to try to like learn how to stream along the way. Right. Um, and so that adds, you know, 15%. Um, but yeah, I'll do, I'll do that for next week. That'll be my thing for next week. 
Okay. Do you have strong opinions on anything about the demo site? I mean, it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty basic. Um, I think it should look good. Yeah, it'll look you know tailwindy, yeah. but it's not going to be. It's not going to be much beyond like filtering. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I think people are people. Okay. You're gonna are you going to set it up in such a way that people can like edit the filters and see what happens when they edit the filters? I think you're muted. Oh, you mean edit the like the PHP like yeah. the filter itself? Oh, okay. No, it's fine. I wasn't. Should I? Um, not if it adds, you know, another week to your, not to start. That was kind of what I've been thinking though, is it would be pretty cool if people could see like how to edit filters and like actually build out new filters and things like that. Yeah. I mean, that would be extremely cool. Um, hmm. but, but, but I think any demo site is good right now. I think that's a quagmire. Okay. I think live live editing PHP files in a sandbox and let me think about that. There may be some workarounds. I know that there's a I know that there are a few Laravel playgrounds online that could do that sort of thing, but that that may be a quagmire that's not worth it right now. Okay. Yeah, I I do not think it's worth it if it's going to delay you. Okay, then we'll say no because it would definitely delay me. Okay, let's say no then. Yeah, cuz I'd like to okay. get that. I think we need to get that up and then we can start doing some of this marketing stuff. And that'll that'll be good. Um, cool idea, though. That'd be pretty awesome. Speaking of demo sites, are you are you planning on doing one? Yes. So I've been thinking about the demo site. I actually thought it's interesting. I'm glad we're talking about this because I can get Bullet Train set up. You can open it with Gitpod, and I had thought mm-hmm. it'd be cool to let people edit the filter so yeah. they could see how that works. And since Bullet Train is now open source, we could put our package in there. And kind of what I had built for the workshop, I mean, that was the reason I spent so much time building that workshop right. is because I want to take essentially what I built for the workshop and turn it into like a demo playground. Mm-hmm. So with Gitpod, Bullet Train, um, a few things I need, I think, to make that better, data, that's a good call. Um, mm-hmm. And the UI is kind of, eh, you saw it. Like, I'm not really happy with the UI right now. And it's not our UI. It's the bullet train UI that sits on top right. of the filter. But, like, the filter button's in a weird place. And I only put it on one page. So my thought had actually been to do that first. That's that first. being the Git pod, The Gitpod bullet train integration first. Yeah, I think that sounds great. I so, mean, you're already so close. I'm so that's so, right. even it's, better. It's so close to being done. So... All I need to do is get it set up on a standalone repo, host it, um, get some real data in there, and clean up the UI. And once we have validations, I think that's a playground at least. I think we also need a demo site, probably. Let's see how this plays out. But what you can do, what I can do is I can, okay, so I can have the demo site, and then, oh, this is it. This is is the Tell me. You have the demo site, and then you have a link to the repo that you can open with Gitpod, that you can edit and play with. That sounds pretty good. That's the move. So I like that. Yeah, just something like I feel like with demo sites, like some kind of interesting data. You were just talking about this, but yeah, it'd be fun to have like something funny or something like just more entertaining than right. Like we should. But look it also at- has to have relationships and right. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there are plenty of open data sources we could use. Yeah. I think we should give that a sec. Let me, well, you're going to do yours first because you're going to start uh-huh. working on it this week. So let me know what you decide on. Okay. But I think we can have a little fun there and, um, and that could be cool. Yeah. 
I think that's going to be great. Anything else? Okay, we'll call it there. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. You can become a supporter for $10 a month or $100 a year at softwaresocial.dev backslash supporters. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbit, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Memo.fm, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gamez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Room Steals, Anna Mast of Subscribesense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson from Megamaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh, the annoyingly pragmatic founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Kaylee of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lena and Alex from Recapsi, Joe of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from OpalNet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Sharpshooter Backups, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Nathan of Develop Your UX, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from Recruit Kit. Thanks again. We really appreciate your support. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of Subscribesense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, Megamaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from Recruit Kit.